Good morning. Good morning. This is Trish, and I definitely want to introduce Nicole Boyd, the creative preneur, the entrepreneur of Studio Vegan and many other things. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. First and foremost, I really want to talk about my order. Okay. So I order from Studio Vegan. I'm not a vegan. And let me just put that out there. Mm -hmm. I thought about it. And I was like, well, let me order some of these vegan cookies. And I'm sure they're going to be nasty as hell. <laughs> Anything with the word vegan in my mind as a non-vegan, I'm thinking it's going to be gross, nasty, don't have any taste. So I ordered the sample box. And in here is these coconut cookies. Okay, I have coconut. I have, what do I have? Walnut and chocolate chip. Uh -huh. I have a lot of them. I think I got my money's worth for sure. And it was the Emily sample. And then these ginger chocolate chip chips. Uh -huh. The best cookies I have ever tasted in my life. Hands wow. down, I am not kidding. And then I'm like, no, this is not vegan. This cannot <laughs> be vegan what makes these cookies vegan nicole um so the cookies are made with regular cookies are made with eggs so when i make my cookies they're made with flax seeds which are ground, yes. ground flax meal and mm -hmm. i use that as an egg substitute the sugar is bone charred free because regular sugar is actually processed with bone char which comes from animals so I use bone charred free sugar, which is organic and not processed with bones. Then I also use vegan butter, which is um, super yummy. Um, it's similar to margarine, but mine is organic and I get it from Wegmans. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um, and yeah, everything's vegan. The sugar I use is organic sugar from Bob's Red Meal. Oh, wow. um, I think it's just... I've been making cookies for myself for so long and baking for other people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it all started with me in the beginning anyways, just mm -hmm. making stuff for me. And then I was like, these are good. And it started with posting a picture and then there was a bakery. So these cookies are the bomb. And if it wasn't in the morning time, I'll be chomping on them right now. I'm trying to be easy because when I first purchased, when it first came, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, I had the box sitting there. I didn't, open them or anything because I'm like I have to get ready for them mm -hmm. so my daughter couldn't wait <laughs> she's walking around cleaning sweeping and she just kept grabbing the cookies and I'm like hold up <laughs> wait a minute you know what I mean so, yeah. so I grab one you know okay delicious grabbed another one found myself eating damn near a third of the box they are so, so good. So now I'm so curious, like if if I were to become a vegan, does the food taste just as good as these cookies? The food does, but what I tell people and what I tell my clients is I always, whenever I do a meal plan or I cook for them, I always start with what they loved eating because that's how I cook for myself. Um, I used to love lasagna. You can still make a good lasagna as a vegan. It's just flavor 
with any food, whether you're eating animal products or you're vegan or vegetarian, whatever you are, it all starts with the flavor and also the sauces. So with stir fries, if you go to an Asian store, or Chinese restaurant, and you're vegan, you can still get a stir fry with the sauce. It tastes just as good as if you were getting right. chicken. You just okay. So I'm not I'm not smart when it comes to being a vegan. So okay. what is a vegan? A vegan is a person that basically does not consume any animal products. So that includes milk, cheese, Ooh. animal. Yeah, any. I mean, I'm a little bit more strict on myself, so I even go down to like certain products that like sugars. Mm-hmm. So some sugars are processed with bone trade, as I mentioned. So I don't consume certain sugars. Um, there are there's honey. If I don't buy it, mm-hmm. I, I'm not eating it. Um, kind of situation. There's certain. Um, I even go as far as only shopping as close to home as possible. So if my food isn't locally grown, I kind of don't buy it because of air pollution and so forth. I'm kind of more environmentally friendly vegan, but also cautious about where my food comes from. And, you know, I appreciate the planet. And I mean, I feel like comes with being vegan and I appreciate my body. I don't want my food to come a hundred miles away and I'm just getting it. And it's been frozen, touched God knows how many times. Mm-hmm. And then I touch it and then somebody else touches it. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge fan of farmer's markets when they're open. Right. I've had to shop as local as possible. Mm-hmm. And I've come to make 95% of what I eat now. Mm-hmm. So wow. I don't buy a lot of the crap in the supermarket because there's plenty of stuff for vegans now mm-hmm. so there's the cheeses mm-hmm. the faux meats I switched over to like making everything from scratch which is a little bit more time consuming but mm-hmm. I know it's what I'm worth eating. it health wise yeah I know what I'm eating I know how to portion stuff out correctly cell mm-hmm. phone you better stop it What's the difference between like uh being a vegan and then a vegetarian? Is there a difference? Yes. So um for vegetarians, they will consume eggs. Mm. Um they also some will um eat cheese. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the vegan, they don't eat any dairy products, mm-hmm. they don't consume any no, animal no milk, no, no animal products, no cheeses, anything you can think of that consumed that has animal in it. You can't have it. Like marshmallows have pork in it. People don't oh, know that. Wow. I didn't. Oh. What about <laughs> potato chips? Potato chips, depending on how it's cooked um, or what it's cooked in. I don't buy or eat French fries from certain um, restaurants because some of them cook them in pork fat and chicken fat or a combination of animal fats. Mm-hmm. So um, fast food is like out of out of the way for me. I don't consume yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I have then a question are... too. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So say, for example, I, I eat meat a lot and I want to, if I wanted to transfer to a vegan, will I get sick because I haven't, I'm not consuming meat. Is there, no. a, is that a thing? It can be. I've been vegan for almost three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I am allergic to a lot of things now, but you're, the reasoning why I'm allergic to it is because your body no longer recognizes the product anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't eaten pork in 12 years. So mm-hmm. that's before I went vegan because I saw mm-hmm. a pig hanging in the supermarket. I was a little kid and I ran mm-hmm. out and started screaming. Right. And from that, that'll do it. 
oh yeah, <laughs> I was done. Um, so I stopped eating pork and I went to a restaurant while I was in London and they made my sandwich next to somebody that had pork on their sandwich. And the cross-contamination make me made me break out in hives on my arm. Mm. And that was just cross-contamination. So imagine if I actually consumed mm-hmm. the pork. So, That's crazy. Yeah. So because your body do, your body does not recognize pork anymore. It no. just it doesn't like it. No. And it's I think it goes like it's like that for most things. So if I consume anything that had cheese in it and somebody put it in there by mistake not knowing that i'm vegan mm-hmm. i could get i feel nauseous i'll feel sick um i'll probably throw it up if anything so i mean our bodies with anything that you consume if you stop eating it for a certain period of time your body no longer recognizes it and the defense mechanism is you breaking out in hives and you know you flaring up so yeah so in other words if i start eating healthy my body is like whoa your body is going to be like, whoa, but it's going to be happy. It's going to be a transition for your body because I did the same thing. I used to eat a lot of fast food. I was a Chinese person mm-hmm. um, and I worked a lot. So that's all I could eat. I didn't have time to make food for myself mm-hmm. like I do now. Um, so, yeah, my body transitioned from me eating Chinese food almost every single day mm-hmm. to me eating healthy and raw food and drinking smoothies and juices and my body appreciates it now. So it's just, you'll see it. You'll see it in your skin. You'll see it in your hair. You'll see it when you sleep. Um, it's you just feel still, better. That's what yeah, I'm hearing. You feel, you feel better and you're, you feel, your body feels different. Like you just feel lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, some There are some vegans that do not eat whole food. Like there are vegans that literally just eat all the fast food that you can think of. Because there are healthy vegans and then there are vegans that eat fast food, just like regular people. And then there are ones that meet you in the middle. That's kind of me. I'm like on the healthy side, but I enjoy my French fries and homemade burgers if I choose to. Let me tell you this. I know a few vegans with the exception of maybe two. The rest of them are fat as hell. Tell me why. I I don't understand it. Are they just replacing meat with cakes and pies? Some, some are. Because the veganism movement has become corporate, mm-hmm. um, and now these big corporations are basically betting in on us mm-hmm. um, from all the impossibles to beyonds, and beyond is like the number one go-to vegan product right is now. Is that okay but to do or no? Beyond is good in moderation. Like with any food, if you consume it too much, um, it isn't good for you. Um, mm-hmm. Just like cookies. If you ate cookies every day, yeah, it's a problem. Cause I, you know what? Don't even tell me because of, uh, wait till I finish these and then tell me that. <laughs> well, let me finish my box of cookies first. Okay. So but I, I would just that's what that's what I'm you know that's because I'm I'm not knowledgeable about it. That's why I appreciate this conversation because mm-hmm. there's so much we don't know. And just like me, I assume that these vegan cookies were going to be the worst thing on the planet, and they turn out to be my favorite cookies in the world. So I want to transition that to food as well. Like if it's something that I can do to eat healthy and just think about it, like I own a trucking company. I don't talk Mm -hmm. about it. And then when I'm, if a driver is not available, I'm on the road. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, there's nothing out there. I've been in every, pretty much every state that a a truck will go, even driving ferries over to somewhere. How, how do I maintain a, a, a healthy 
vegan lifestyle if I'm over the road? I would. That's a good question. Um, I have a friend who drives truck, and I used to go with him. Um, what I used to do is I'd make my food at home mm -hmm. and you'd make quick stuff that you can take with you. Um, my favorite thing to take is like granola, um, fruit that can actually last you on the road. So bananas are great, apples, oranges, um, food that doesn't go bad very quickly. Um, they also bring little, uh, what do they call it? Like little fridge, not fridges, but you know what I'm talking about. The little, yeah, yeah. the little thing, things you can put ice in. The yeah. Cooler. Yeah. Cooler. So bring a little cooler and you can bring, um, I wouldn't even say cold cuts because those are gross. Um, uh, what about um, dried fruit? Is that good, bad, or? Dried fruit without sugar coatings are good. Um, mm -hmm. okay. Those in moderation, again, because they're literally concentrated sugar. Um, mm -hmm. When they dry them out, all you get is the sweetness from the the fruit. Yeah. Dried fruit is good, though. I love it. I use it in granola. Um, you can bring oatmeal with you on the road. Because, I mean, all you got to do is pop in some hot water. I love oatmeal. Yeah. And, I mean, I know most stop places, they have microwaves and stuff you can bring with microwaves. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm just saying, you know, the truck is fully loaded. Refrigerator, okay. microwave, I'm, I'm okay. ready. But okay. it's just, it's just that when, just say, for example, from South Carolina to New Mexico, I'm mm -hmm. just, that's the last place. I went, that was a long ride and it's absolutely nothing in between. So that's why I'm asking, like, I okay. need, you know, and then when you find something, you either afraid to eat it or it's extremely unhealthy. That's normal. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I would recommend making pre, pre-making meals and bringing them with you. If you have a fridge, I would also recommend bringing stuff that you can put in the fridge, like pre-made yeah. soup if you're into those. Mm -hmm. Stir fries are my go-to. And you can also bring microwavable rice. So make your big stir fry and have your rice on the side or whatever you like on the side of there. Mm -hmm. um, you can get pretty creative if you got yeah, as I go along. But I know enough about me. I just had to get my personal questions in. Tell us about Studio Vegan. So Studio Vegan originally started, um, it, it started out of nowhere. So originally um, I went vegan while I was in Italy, which sounds kind of crazy because it's the meat capital. Yeah, spaghetti, right? Eggs. Yeah. Meatballs. The, everything. <laughs> Prosciutto, uh, mozzarella. But um, I went vegan after going to Sicily and I was in Sicily for a 10 day break. I was studying abroad there. And studying to be a, a chef? No, I was studying fashion. Oh, woo. yeah, studying fashion. You gotta check that out. Yeah. Um, and I had these strawberries, they were like this big, like little, mm -hmm. not even a quarter, about a size of a quarter, maybe even smaller. And I'd never seen strawberries that small. And I went into their supermarkets and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, this looks different. It looks healthy. Yeah. The food looks strong. It didn't look processed. It wasn't in plastic. Mm -hmm. And we bought some strawberries and we tried it and it tastes like a piece of candy, like the purest natural sweetness of a strawberry. Right. And it literally changed my whole life. Right. And then the Just woman. The, one strawberry changed your life, Nicole. 
that and also the spinach the yes. I'm consuming eggs then but the eggs look completely different from ours um the w- amount of water they were consuming the activity yeah. like just the, the lifestyle in general exactly the food culture there um how everything was set up and it was just it was beautiful and the woman I stayed with she grew and made everything that we ate from scratch majority of it so that was even a culture shock to me because I wasn't used yeah. to somebody making me pizza from scratch mm-hmm. or and it's still delicious so good or pasta with just sauce like and it was good I was like where's the where's the meat like there's no yeah. meat sauce but it was no meat sauce it was just pasta with sauce yeah and it was amazing so from there I was just like I got back to this country after I was done studying I was there for four months and then I never bought animal products again I came here wow. I bought the last of what I wanted turkey or I did it well, was a gradual I- thing it was, I, I did it one month. I came back and I bought what I loved. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was done. Like once the food was gone, whatever I had in my house was mm-hmm. gone. My whole house turned vegan. Like I got rid of all the products that weren't good for me. I got rid of anything that can, that contained animal product, fish sauce, mm-hmm. um, pork, anything that contained a byproduct of animal. Um, I got rid of. Yeah, so right. do you, you feel better? Like I health, feel- health wise? Yeah, of course. I feel amazing. I feel like it opened a different part of food because, you know, mm-hmm. most of the vegetables we know are like very limited. I learned about fruits and vegetables I'd never would have came across. The African cucumber, which is very bland. It tastes like a, it tastes like a zucchini. Yeah. But it's like an African cucumber or there's like right. a the Buddhist ham, which tastes like a zesty lemon and it looks like little fingers, but it tastes yeah. amazing. So right. it's just little things like that, that I got to come across because I was like, I'm going to try something new every single day. And I was just pushing myself to try new fruits and vegetables. But you know, that's what, that's what urban farming with Trish is about. I know mm-hmm. just from the urban communities, that's why I put the urban on there. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. There is nothing like that in the grocery store. You know where I'm at. I couldn't even find a, a spaghetti squash. I had to go in, on the north side just to wow. get a spaghetti squash. Like the things that are offered in the mm-hmm. areas and some of the urban areas, but even the black communities, yeah, you don't get the healthy stuff. The healthy stuff, mm-hmm. we have to go somewhere else on the north side. It's like every country, yep. the north side have better stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like that. I think I was just talking to one of my mentors about that. Um, I worked with her when I was in fashion and she was basically like, yeah, the first time I met her, I went to Whole Foods mm-hmm. and I'd never been to Whole Foods. Like yeah. I was a black girl. I knew the corner store. I knew Western B mm-hmm. and Costco's, but I never went to uh, Whole, a Whole Foods. And I walked into Whole Foods and I was like, what the hell is this? They got fresh. Yes. Fresh stuff. They got yeah. a whole produce section. And I was just mind bottled. And I also went to the farmer's market in New York City for the first time with her when I was there. And I was just like, what is this? Like there are people selling me. Were you an adult during this time just now knowing about Whole Foods? No, I was, I think I was was a teenager then. Still too old. Yeah. Yeah. To know, you know what I mean? We knew about a Piggly Wiggly or Winn Dixie or something that had out a bunch of crap in it it was cheap Mm -hmm. yeah but you still pay for it with your health 
Yeah. And I feel like the worst thing for me is since thinking about it as a kid is we always went to the corner store for everything. So we went to the corner store for our milk, our bread, yes. uh, yes. Our, our snacks. And we were constantly- The eggs too. And they probably were yeah. old. Yep. And bombarded bread. by like all these snacks and junk food and soda. And there was no fresh food. But if you go to like 110th Street, which is like past Harlem slightly, you go to a corner store over there, completely different setup. They have healthy oh. food and all the nice fruits and vegetables. Like it On actually looks like, oh yeah. yeah, a nice real like store where you can buy whole food that's packaged if you want. It. And it's not bombarded with just processed chips and mm-hmm. candy. It's yeah, that's how it is in all the hood stores. Mm-hmm. You're going to see cigarettes on the mm-hmm. counter. You're going to see cookies and candy and all, like you said, crap. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, forced. And, and and I think the more you see something, the more you want it. Yep. And that's pretty much what happened to our community. Yep. The price and the fact that it's junk. Yep. It's really sad, but we got to do better. I know um, I grow uh, most of my vegetables. I know it's wintertime, so I don't really have a whole lot now. So I do go to um, the the market and buy my vegetables. Do you grow anything or do you just stick with the, the big farmers? I, I want to stick to the big farmers markets have closed now, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a friend who has a friend that owns a farm and he's been like giving me stuff, but I do, I, I stocked up on as much as I could when the farmer's market was open. So I canned a lot of it. I dehydrated a lot of it and I froze a lot of it. So I still have a lot of food. Yeah. It's just you too, right? Is it just you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I definitely have plenty of food left. I bought potatoes that lasted me up until last month. Um, that I finally boiled and froze and packaged. Yeah. Those are in my freezer. Those are from the farmer's market. Um, and then occasionally I'll go to the supermarket up here, um, but not very often because again, mm-hmm. like I said, I look in the supermarket and I'm just like, uh, like I wish, this, right. <laughs> I wish the farmer's market was open or there was like a little place where I can go and see the farmer's market. But because with COVID, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, I tried... Um- about Studio Vegan, though, tell us about it. Like, I know um, you have meals that we can buy. Like, say, I don't know what to cook. Like, <laughs> okay, so Studio Vegan original the concept originally started as sharing my food diary with people, mm-hmm. um, and it gradually switched over to meal prep. Um, when I was in New York, I was ma- I was meal prepping for a client I came across at work, and she became my permanent client. I started meal prepping for her, and I'd share what I was meal prepping for her on mm-hmm. my Studio Vegan site or on my Facebook page and or I was meal prepping for myself and just sharing mm-hmm. ideas on what people could make for, you know, quick meals or how to meal prep and what you can put together. Mm-hmm. And then I transitioned over to actually making meal plans for people. So making meal plans for them from Monday through Saturday, giving them like breakfast, lunch and dinner ideas that they can eat so it's consistent, but also giving them times because I feel like a lot of people forget that it's the time you eat every single day that matters and also the portions you eat every single day. Um, so kind of just helping them with that. Then yeah. obviously the bakery came and everything else kind of just fell into Probably place. Not. So yeah. if we go to the site now, can we get some ideas on what to cook if we want to start um, become vegan? On my 
I think it's linked to that on my old blog. There is a list of a bunch of recipes you can make as a vegan um, in regards to like ideas. I've been doing consultations with people for like 15 minutes okay. and kind of walking them through ideas. Um, I'm transitioning my website over to it being like, here's what you can eat. And like right now I just listed fruits and vegetables that are in season that you can eat right now, because I feel yeah. like that's another thing people don't eat in season. And they forget that that is a part of our carbon footprint eating out of season, but your fruit tastes better when it's seasonal. Um, So that's something I'm working on and sharing with people. Uh, Another thing I added to Studio Vegan was I started doing during the Black Lives Matter thing. Mm -hmm. I started doing research on food. So Mm -hmm. I was doing like the history, African-American history on food. And I did Mm -hmm. one on the watermelon that was like, huge a lot of people didn't know that the watermelon is actually a berry that comes from Africa Mm -hmm. and it started off as like a small little berry and then you know later on with science and everything else that came along it became bigger but it's from the African diaspora I I would love to know the history because you know um when I'm around certain people or if I have to order around certain people, I'm not ordering watermelon or chicken. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, I, I talk about that a lot. There are a lot of Black people that just don't do it um, because of the stereotypes. Because of the stereotype, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm, I just don't. And I love chicken and watermelon. And, I, and that's my two favorite things in the world. But I mm-hmm. won't do it. I yeah. will not. I would I not order chicken in front in front of a, a certain group of people. Yeah, I I understand. Trust me, and I go into a little bit of history about that and how the watermelon got its bad reputation for African Americans. So once the slaves were free, they became watermelon farmers, and they would sell the watermelons to slave owners and um, a bunch of other people, and basically the slave owners or the white people back then took the watermelon name and turned it back on black people and called black people watermelons. They were lazy. They sat there and rode and dirty. And that's literally- We we were lazy. We were called lazy until we stopped doing shit for free. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's where the watermelon got its bad reputation. And then they started creating a- advertisements with it and uh it was just it, it got bad and yeah, I did like a whole yeah. blog post about it and it's just like it's sad to think that a fruit that's so good for you has mm-hmm. a bad reputation and so many African-Americans or people of color in general mm-hmm. won't consume this fruit because of the reputation it was given just yeah. the same thing with now, now now wait a minute I'm gonna eat it at home now <laughs> we're gonna eat some watermelon and we eat chicken damn near every day but I just I just don't appreciate the stereotype and how it's connected to African American people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just I just don't don't do it. I don't know why. It maybe it's something I need to get over. But um it's it's really, really sad. I just appreciate this conversation because definitely if I don't become a full vegan, I wanna at least transition to eating toward that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever give up hot wings. Now I can do everything else. Just give me some. Uh, can can I be vegan five days a week and order me some hot wings on Saturday morning? 
it all starts with progress. I mean, I'm not one of those people that'll push people to be vegan. I just share my knowledge and education with people, my product. And if people choose and they want more knowledge on being vegan, my family's not vegan. I'm the only one that consumes that's vegan. So that's like me bashing my whole family for not eating what I eat. Oh, you guys yeah, are blah, 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 and da, da, da. That's yeah. not good for you. Of course, I'll educate them on what they're consuming. But at the end of the day, it's choice. And yeah, but, um, are, are you available for like consultations? Like if yeah, of course, post your information. Can we? Because somebody like me, especially who's not as knowledgeable, and if I go in the grocery store right now, I'll just feel like a lost child. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I don't know what to buy. But so, yes, of consultations is this something that will help us? Of course. So the consultation, you can do them a few different ways. I've done consultations where I went to a supermarket because that's where I used to work. Mm-hmm. And I'd meet somebody there and I'd literally go food shopping with them for 20 minutes and show them, you know, how to create a meal using X, Y, and Z in the produce section. Cause that's where I live. I love the produce section. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also depends on their lifestyle. So I've had people who are alkaline, which I am in part alkaline and um they want alkaline stuff and that even limits your diet even more Um, but it also is really good for your body um so there are people that are paleo vegans which is weird but there are people that don't consume certain things and they only want natural pure that's the thing i hate when something gets started because you have all these different acronyms and extensions and and to me it's just an excuse to do what you want to do exactly either you're a vegan or you're not like like, what's the other one, Presbyterian, where they eat fish? Pescatarian, yeah, it's where they eat fish. I feel like the veganism movement started, it, it already exists. There was a white man, I can't remember his name right now, but he basically started the vegan or, the vegan organization. Um, I, Let me see if I could find his name really quick. I know I, uh, Dr. Sabi, uh, is it Sabi? Is that how to pronounce his name? Sabi is the, the one who started the... Uh, alkaline movement he is the face behind that and that's like i'm happy we found him um but the man that started the vegan is the vegan organization yeah the vegan organization Mm -hmm. he uh was this white guy that basically wanted to um separate vegetarians from vegans and he created this organization. I think it was a vegan union. I don't yeah, that right there is confusing to me because it sounds the same. Vegan versus vegetarian. But you just said earlier, vegetarian eat eggs and cheese, right? Yeah. And oh, the vegan just... society. That's oh, what it's okay. So the vegan society was created by this guy. Let's see if we can find him. Okay. Starter. Okay, this is not helping me with nothing. But there's a video I posted on Instagram. Let me see. So what's your Instagram? Can we post your Instagram? Because for me, I'll follow you just for the knowledge. Because I don't have it. Definitely um, Studio Vegan is is the place to go. So for there, we can do the consultations. We can see the meal prep. What else can we do at Studio Vegan? At Studio Vegan, I also share how to become, um, my goal this year is to help people tapping to their inner chef. So ever, I feel like everybody can cook. We just don't choose to, and everybody gives me the excuse that 
they don't have the time. At one point I was working three jobs full-time, a hundred and some hours a week, and I was still coming home and cooking for myself. So when I hear that, I'm like, okay, you know, well, I was working three jobs and I still cooked for myself because my health meant more to me than anything. And I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes I didn't want to do it, but at the end of the day, I'd rather make my food, my medicine, I call it, then um, have to go to the hospital and take their medicine. So um, it's just, it comes down to- meal prepping at home too is good. And it's cheaper. It saves you money. That is like my my number one thing. But also right now with everything that's going on, it should be everybody's priority to want to save themselves some money. Um, Where, here we go. Um, Let me see, wrong person. But yeah, so I also share, um, I just did a five-day vegan weary challenge to teaching people how to make my favorite staple items. So I love biscuits. Biscuits were one of those because a lot of people think you can't make amazing butter biscuits. You can vegan make butter biscuits that are amazing. I make granola because I use that as my go-to for breakfast and also as snacks. It's a healthy snack. Um, I made vegetable stock because it is you know, that warmer or cooler season up here at least. And, you know, we need soups. You can use it in soup. You can use it in your rice. I just made rice using my vegetable stock. Um, You can get pretty creative with it. And that's like a staple item. I also showed how to make plant-based milks because sometimes when I travel, I go to houses and they don't have milk I can consume or I need milk. Mm-hmm. So I always carry around like a container of nuts. Um, and I can, mm-hmm. most people have blenders or something I can make milk using. You just use water. Okay, and you making milk. Uh, milk out of what now? Nuts or seeds. And water, seeds. Yep. And a little bit of wow. salt. Does it turn white or? Yes, it does. It turns into creamy. creamy You're going to have to show us that, Nicole. Like if you do a video and post it, where would you post it on your Instagram, Facebook? They are on my YouTube channel, and there is one on my Instagram. Can we post your YouTube so we can learn some stuff? Yes, you can. Okay, we're going to post the YouTube, and we're going to all subscribe. Yes, it is. Um, and Nicole Boyd, that is my website. And mm-hmm. what did he create? It's called, his name is Donald Watson. He created the Vegan Society. Mm-hmm. And he founded the Vegan Society to basically separate vegetarians from vegans. Um, but this already exists in the pan, Afri- the, the pan, what did she say? The POC mm-hmm. is the people of color, color us. us. <laughs> so yeah. the Indians, the Buddhists, the Hindu, they already had all of these things, Africa. So they were consuming a lot of vegetables and fruits, and especially in India. That's like, they have the biggest vegan yeah. now community and in japan um so he just needed to label it you know you live in japan for for a little bit i traveled there for a few months okay i didn't want to leave um it was beautiful look and then the thing i loved about them and that's what i'm kind of branching off to in studio vegan this year is tradition they like have not lost their tradition when you go in their house you have to take your shoes off you, yeah, sit on you have to do that for me right now in my house. <laughs> Same thing with me. Um, and they sit like I would traditionally sit. And the, there's a little setup with pillows and there's chopsticks that sit on this little rock out of respect. They don't let their chopsticks touch their plate when they're eating or mm-hmm. when they're done eating. Um, 
they don't bring their cell phones to the table. Everything is like that's a big one. Um, they drink tea. It's just they bless their food. They mm-hmm. actually talk about everything at the table about their day. Yeah. It, it was an experience. just a connection, a human connection, and we are so disconnected today. And I'm yeah. guilty. Now I wasn't before, but now I don't even want to hear people's voices. Just text me and tell me what you want. Send me an email. Like I, I just don't. I prefer to hear people's voices. I've been like that forever, though. I prefer to connect to people because I feel like it's a different like level of connection. Um, yeah, and then you actually get to see, but also know the person. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that. I've I, that's why I go live all the time. That's why I enjoy um, yeah. sharing videos so people can actually see me and connect with me. And it's not just my hands, because sometimes my videos are just my hands. But yeah. most of the time in my intro, I make sure to show people who I am. And see, that's yeah. I'm not I'm not there yet. I should, because mm-hmm. I have Urban Farming with Trish, and it's supposed mm-hmm. it started off initially as a vlog, but then mm-hmm. I just do not like being in front of the camera. You better I just do not. I'm, I mean, I'm learning. I'm trying, working on it. There's a lot of things coming up for 2021 for Urban Farming with Trish, and of mm-hmm. course, you know, we got Black Girls Can Cook, which yeah. is um, something I'm excited about. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get better in terms of getting in front of the camera to learn to connect, because mm-hmm. that's the key. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is to to start connecting with people. Yep. And I mean, after that, after the connection but also going back to japan i learned the tradition part and i was just telling one of my friends when i started making the kits for people and cookies i was like i need there needs to be tradition like i feel like in a lot of black communities we don't or families you don't have traditions like something you do like every sunday used to be like dinner night or whatever Mm -hmm. and soul food but i don't have that anymore like my family that's not what we do so with a lot of my clients, they're building traditions around what I do. So whether mm-hmm. that be them making cookies with their kids every Christmas, yeah. or them making cookies with their kids every Sunday and buying kits so they have it at home, or making pancakes from scratch because I sell mm-hmm. pancake mix. Um, they have these vegan pancakes to make every yeah. morning. So becoming a part of a tradition, not just for Black people, but just in general, I feel like yeah. that's huge to me and that's what I want to do that is key I think we are we just although we don't do the we're too busy we're too busy and I think that's what kind of stopped the Sunday Mm -hmm. traditions you know what I mean it's like you if you don't work you don't eat we can't have a Sunday tradition anymore I think that's an excuse I feel like you do I do because I feel like with right now we've been given the time to not be so busy anymore. Like COVID has literally put halts on anybody saying, well, I have to go out and do this because where the hell are you going to go out and do what? (laughs) So um, I feel like if you want to do something, you make time for it. And if you don't, if you don't, you make an excuse. And I feel like when people say they're busy, I say I'm busy, but I'm not. I know I'm not busy because I make time for absolutely everything I feel Mm -hmm. like is important. So it's all about priorities. And yeah. if your Sunday dinner or your Friday night with your kids is important, it becomes a priority, not something you put off to the side. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. is true because if you really want something, you just make time for it. Exactly. Well, well, I mean, for me, um, I, I'm really busy. And also I'm a little lazy too. Because when I do have those Sundays off, 
I've mm-hmm. worked what six days a week and then Sunday I'm like okay let me catch up on whatever I haven't watched or let me sleep or and to Sunday dinner because it's a job it is that's why you have your kids help you do it oh true <laughs> true they're eating they got to work for it so <laughs> right that's well, what my mom needs to make us do yeah, I appreciate this conversation. I've learned so much. I'm definitely going to visit all your social media sites to learn a little bit more. I'm going to be watching you in the future. I encourage the Urban Farming with Trish family, the Black Girls Can Cook family, and all my platforms to really follow you and to learn. And, and we can just grow, grow together. That's my motto these days. And so um, I don't know how else to say it. I appreciate this conversation so much. Thank um, you. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna follow you all the way into your fashion. So okay. the wrap on your head, I'm gonna count, I'm gonna need that one day. And I wanna check those out. So hopefully we'll have another conversation, if not about veganism, but about your fashion. Maybe mm-hmm. we can purchase something, you know what okay. I'm saying? Um, your fashion, just to touch on it, just to you know, give us something to look forward to. Is it more African tradition? It is um, more tradition in general. I think it's specifically African. Um, what I do is going back into like weaving and making lace from scratch and actually making fabric yeah. um, because I feel like it's something that is a lost everything in fashion. People no longer make anything from scratch. Everything is done in sweatshop factories from, in countries we don't even know about or yeah. we do know about, but isn't broadcasted. Mm-hmm. So I took it from um, a homemade perspective, same thing with um, my food. Mm-hmm. I just make everything from scratch. This head wrap is actually super old. <laughs> but yeah, I like it. Thank you so much. Um, and now I just make fabrics. I make custom garments. Everything is custom made. Oh, I don't wow. do any like fast fashion for people because I feel like that is the problem with the industry and some mm-hmm. people don't even understand that terminology when I say fast fashion mm-hmm. um which means it's just it's cookie like, cutter yeah like a it's cookie cool. cutter situation it's cookie cutter but they're releasing 20 collections a year which is insane mm-hmm. so um it's getting away from that and actually going back to the basics where we actually cared about our clothes and actually where it was where it came from who made the fabric and x y and z and actually asking who made it um mm-hmm. so yeah yeah well we're gonna we're gonna look forward to that and we're gonna end it here but thank you so much nicole mm-hmm. i really appreciate this conversation and the only reason i'm ending is because i just have a feeling we can sit and talk all day and <laughs> i know we're both busy women busy bosses so we'll talk to you soon okay all thank right, you so much Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.